Richard Villegas. And welcome to Song Mess. Woo, how's it going, Bev? Pretty good. I'd like you all out there to know that we are listening to Buscando by Maniula Dance Club, and we'll tell you more about that in just a minute. All right, get to dancing, guys. <laughs> So we seem to have some special guests in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to introduce you all to Fran Maravilla. Hello. My friend from El Salvador. And Uh, my name is Rebecca and I'm from Manjula Dance Club. And so um, I've known Fran for a little while and... Uh, Manuela Dance Club is his new band. He has many bands. He has <laughs> uh, many projects. Um, he is also um, an kind of like an arts administrator. At a, a mm. <laughs> it should be a word to define it. <laughs> you yeah, put on, um, sure. you put on a music festival. You yeah. um, 
help manage um, uh, a cultural center called La Casa Tomada yeah, in, part of the team. Yeah. in San, mm-hmm. San Salvador. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that really fast? Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we are here to play a couple of shows in the uh, United States. And, um, yeah, I'm part of that awesome project in my country, La Casa Tomada. Mm-hmm. La Casa Tomada is a project that, who responds to the new um, ways to make a culture in our countries, um, a way that we can take more power about decision, about the content, and about the, the stuff that um, the people who make part of the base of the culture in Central America is trying to say it. And um, yeah, we, we are a team of around six or seven people who developed a project uh, that embrace maybe 20 collectives okay. from different kind of arts who made that work in different ways in the same space from music to going through tatuajes and wow. um, um, harvest and a lot of crazy things. I mean, that's <laughs> cool. Like, it's not just music then. It's just no, like no. There's, there's visual arts and... Yeah, visual arts wow. is one of the most important... Um, Stuff. Yeah, actually, uh-huh. a friend of mine was there um, not long ago doing a mural yeah, yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, Lenny he, Correa. Lenny, Lenny. Yeah, he made an awesome project, and he involved uh, some guys who, who are part of the hip-hop scene. And we are open to always to, to know people, to receive people, and to share um, the way we are, what we sing and the way the people sing and... and Art and culture. It's a center for fostering cultural exchange and yeah, exploration and yeah. radness. Yeah. Um, is there a lot of that? Are there like a lot of options for people who who are producing art to showcase their art um, in El Salvador? But there is a network uh, around all the country, mm-hmm. uh, the Casas de la Cultura, okay. like cultural houses. Uh, but it's not too strong like La Casa Tomada because... The, um, this project um, uh, it's not depends about the government statements but uh, cultural houses depends about the government statements if so. the, 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 the government is lefty or right you know the, the, yeah. the content <laughs> has a really Before. big difference yeah. between one another project so this year you can you can paint um, you, I don't know or studying some artists more progressive and the next year you're just um, making other stuff <laughs> okay. La Casa Tomada is a little more independent yeah yeah um <laughs> And you have like really interesting programming there. Like uh, I did a story where I got to find out about um, your the Straight Edge Hardcore Fest. Yeah, yeah, because we we um, the people in in the house uh, work with one. Uh, we share one way to think that we have to trust in in, in the other, right? So if one of the tattoo guys tell me we have we have to do a conference, we're gonna have this and this and that, uh, I just said yes, I support you, just do that, whatever you need, I I will be there for help you. I call everything s- rad, but that's actually radical. Nah, but yeah. it, it, it should be, it should yeah, be. Sorry. But it's a risk that we have to take because if we don't experience that 
trustness, confianza. That, that trust, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we can we, we, we can find what the people have to say and what the people have to give. So the same way with the music. The first time that I go to, to the like the council, the cultural council, to say, ah, we're going to make the first straight-edge fest in La Casa Tomás. go, wow, are you sure? <laughs> uh, and you have enough police and that kind of stuff, you know. But the guys are doing a great job. Uh, Guni, Salvador, mm-hmm. and all the guys from Hardcore Straight Age, uh, seen are doing a great job, and we have a great show. Um, maybe twelve bands playing hardcore music, and you know, the, good turnout too, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was um, amazing. And let's uh, let's get back to Manuela a little yeah. bit because um, okay. you were telling us something really cool about that song which is that um, you referenced Garifuna music in it which is something I would have never picked up on yeah um, so what, what's going on with that yeah but Manjula is a project who that uh, is looking for new experience near for cultures you know we, we grow up uh, trying to make music like the like New York musicians mm-hmm. like English musicians but Throughout the years, we are discovering that we have a lot of music in Central America, and uh, part of that music is Garifuna music. And uh, I take like a small piece of the, um, like a parameter, uh, that and uh, to to introduce in 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 some part of the song, and and we are discovering stuff like that. Another song we we play Suk. The all the bit is suk. Suk is la is like a is a is a rhythm, who who started in sixties, nineteen sixties, in El Salvador. But it comes from the Wapango, from the Mexican Wapango. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So zuk like that's Z O U K, right? Yeah. yeah. That's become a very popular rhythm globally for people to oh, like it sample is. It is. and it, use. I didn't know it, you said it comes from um, El Salvador. Suk come from Salvador. I had no idea. Okay, oh, yeah, that's yeah. really see, and we learn amazing things when we have guests on the show. But 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 it's the same thing with the, for example, with the, um, we discovered it because we we had in La Casa Tomada one um, drummer from Argentina, and he told me, oh, this is the pulso del sur, pa tu pa tu pa tu pa tu. Um, it sounds like Suk. Oh, it sounds oh, like it's the same. Almost, it's, yeah. it's the same bit. It's the same. Pat, pat, pat. So yeah, this guy uh, record uh, the um, Argentina, Argentinian drumming or song, and it's awesome because you know all the all the Latin America is connected for some rhythms and some sounds, and uh, we are just discovering how we can mix that that sounds and how we can take from our cultures, money from our country, not. It's not necessarily go to England, you know, to 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 found something interesting. Because like England is borrowing from Latin America now. Oh, it is. And so it's like they don't admit it. But <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, but they are. In fact, yeah. Like there's like there's well, there's a lot of that. Um, maybe you can, um, you know, for folks who might be less familiar, and also me, who's not as familiar as I'd like to be. Um, Tell us a little bit about Garifuna culture. One thing I do know is that um, it's a culture that has a very unique style of music, a very unique culture. Um, they, uh, it's a group of people that live um, across Central America. Yeah. And in places like Honduras, they um, there's a, a lot of people are having to leave where they live. Yeah. There's a lot of problems. Um, it's a culture um, from... 
if we can say that where, where exactly they are located, um, they are part of the um, Caribbean coast from Belize to Costa Rica. Um, it's awesome because they 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 uh, speak the same language between three three or four countries that speak Spanish, and you can find Warifunas in Belize and Limon and two or three places more uh, in the Caribbean coast and um, uh, it's awesome because we, we, we can listen uh, Garifuna music from Belize and from Honduras and from Costa Rica too Costa Rica has more relationship with Calypso mm -hmm. but uh, Garifuna is, is yeah, but we, we can find a Garifuna corner in you know, Costa Rica and Caribe what's interesting is that um, it's it's like a, it's a, an African culture. It's a, like a mixture of like an African yeah, culture yeah. and somewhat indigenous. But yeah. It's yeah. not, um, they're like, they're not, I mean, they are obviously a Latin American group of people, but yeah. it's, it's like different from yeah, I was other in, groups. I was talking about this same scene with some of my friends after I see Garifuna Collective in Costa Rica in 2012. And uh, maybe you don't believe me, but I was see, talking with this friend in a appear in the um, I don't know how to say, but the the, the um, uh, Ministro de Cultura. Our listeners are pretty bilingual, so okay. fill in with Spanish. It's okay, fine. so the Ministro de Cultura from Costa Rica just just uh, well, um, passed in front of us. So we asked him, we asked him about the Garifunas, and and he he. Um, share with a part of the history one of these the stuff that we discover is that is because the, the, this African culture developed because the bananeras from New Orleans you had um, chips barcos oh uh, ships yeah yeah um, that came to the bananeras in Central America to get the bananas and they used a slave to, to move oh. all the bananas and, and all that kind of stuff from the Caribbean to New Orleans that's one of the Principal relationships, and is and it's one of the possible ways that we start uh, that that Central America has the opportunity to have the African American culture. It's one of the explanations. Yeah, okay. and, so and, there's, and there's by a the lot way, that like people are even still trying to figure out about the origins of this group of people. Yeah, there, there is a lot of orange. And uh, by the way, the, the first songs that you hear, uh, all the lyrics is based in an in um, in an investigation mm -hmm. uh, uh, from a um, from a friend of mine, an, uh, Marielba. She's an anthropologa. And he, and he's just trying to f to to focus on the African American culture, but in Latin America, mm. and and to be exactly in Central America, because in our countries we 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 sometimes deny that we have uh, in Central America, for be exactly Guatemala, Honduras, Central of Honduras, and, and Salvador, and sometimes we deny we had a African American root, but we had it. And there is a lot of proof, and there is a lot of books, yeah. and there is a lot of history that can prove that we have uh, that that root inside of us. And, and so, not just not just so is it um, not just African roots, but African American roots, or uh, it's one of the stuff that the the people who um, 
who study this 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 este tema la gente que estudia este tema is still discussing about it huh. okay. uh, because because wow. you, you know what you know what in 1932 we had a dictator a military dictator and he prohibited all the african american people in our country he did what prohibited Oh, like yeah. they he said, like, yeah, like it was yeah, like it was yeah, like depends. genocide. Like they had to leave. Or yeah, he made a genocide with indigenous people, but at the same time, did he exile people with African roots? Yeah, really, which yeah. is which amounts to genocide. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but Af- but like, are these like um, are these black people who came from the United States, or is it um, to Panama, Nicaragua? Really? Wow, yeah. like to like work work on the canal or something like that. Of yes. By the way, by the way, uh, the the model in the video, his father is part of the uh, African American people who moves to Panama. Wow! After from the, the U.S. No, nah, from Salvador. Oh wow! Okay, so I think you're understanding African American as like people from the U.S. And that I th- is what I mean. That's what and I'm I, and to I think out. and I think when he, when when referring to like the bananeras, the people that came from like New Orleans and stuff like that. Yeah. In that sense, that applies. But I think also there's a there's a case to be made about black Africans who are in the Americas, right? Like, Being African-American. Exactly. Yeah, this, Which, this, yeah, of course, because this is not America. Exactly. Yeah. We, had that, <laughs> we had that conversation recently about... Oh, um, sorry about it. No, no, no. no. I just no, wanted to make sure I understood. It, I mean, we we were talking about that artist, uh, Jar, Nicolas Jar's father, whatever, that he, you know, he had that big piece that's very famous about, like, this is not America. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, and then it's like, cuts the continent. Yeah. But, well, but, this but, is but, interesting but it, because, like, you know, there's a history of um, African peoples in Central America, you're just telling me, like, you know, yeah. having to leave, having to move on, but right. like that's happening to the Garifuna people again. Yeah. And I was wondering if you knew about that, if you could tell us something about that. Yeah, but uh, the, the migrations happen in a lot of ways. We we have migration from the first Spanish who came yeah. to to, right. to Central America. We have migration uh, after the 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 uh, uh, after the Barco de Vapor. Before the Barco de Vapor, yeah. um, they, uh, you know, they, they, there is three or four parts who connect all Latin America, uh, Callao in Peru, uh, Panama, Costa Rica. Oh, like Palenque Acajuta. in Colombia also? Maybe Palenque, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, because, the, um, uh, you know, you have to rest in, <laughs> in an, all the travel, right? Ports of call. Yeah, and uh, so there is a lot of... Uh, um, studies that uh, say that in different times of the development of Latin America, we have different different migrations from African people from different backgrounds. Some from South from some from South America, some directly from the ships from Spain, some from the United States, and this case from New Orleans. But it's is. Everything is all under uh, study. We we don't have like a, you know this is the official history about how Central America has an African heritage. 
That's cool. I mean, I majored yeah. in history in college, and that's one thing that like has always interested interests me about history is that the story is always deeper and more complicated than whatever you've heard. Damn. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, this this episode is already on track to being like <laughs> kick ass <laughs> history I'm channel sorry. doc. <laughs> so no, please. This is what this I is wish e- the History Channel was. This is exactly. <laughs> Can we have the woke History Channel? Can we have that? Please. <laughs> um. Anyway, so okay, so we started out with a song by Manula uh, Dance Club. And then you guys had um, brought in a song by Primal Pulse, yes. which I believe your drummer is in this band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What can you tell us about Amor Tropical? <laughs> Amor Tropical is a mix between electronic music and the kind of cumbia that we listen in our country. Okay. Yeah, because we are, we have a, a lot of influence from Colombian cumbia, from the cumbia sabanera, más que todo. Mm-hmm. So, what makes uh, Salvadoran uh, cumbia distinctive? Um, maybe um, is a mix with other instruments from the Caribbean music mm-hmm. that that you're not supposed to use in cumbia. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, because you you know where we there, uh, we use um, instruments from uh, uh, merengue and the kind of stuff that are mixed in cumbia. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this is Primal Pulse with Amor Tropical. We were into that. We were we were dancing. Um, 
<laughs> Rebecca, I know you like this song, so can you tell us a little bit about Primal Pulse? What's their story? Well, um, Primal Pulse, um, it, I, I don't know, because it's, it's a band that I, I just met because mm-hmm. it doesn't have uh, much time in, in El Salvador. Uh, but They're a new band? Yeah, kind of. They have, like, what? One, one year, year? One year, yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, it's, it's new. But you're on, you're basically on tour with them right now, so I'm sure you've gotten to know their music a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The Well, all, only I can say is that the mix that they, they are doing with the, the electronic music and cumbia or or tropical music is is something that in El Salvador don't nobody is isn't working with with that style and, and it's very interesting um, so it's it's a very fresh sound yeah so it's, it's an exciting thing to have going on yeah and the performance performance I'm sorry is is perfect because they they use like a giant mask both of the of, because they are two two persons playing in the band mm-hmm. and they use that that giant mask and one is a venado and the other is a tri- tigre okay uh, and they also are um, working with the with the identity in of El Salvador the culture yeah okay. also they they are they are uh, recovering all that stuff that we are losing in El Salvador and mixing it with all these new new sounds that's cool like because there's definitely a way you can preserve something while also turning it into something new yeah yeah sometimes that's the only way yeah we we I'm sorry no, we no, have no, no, we please. we can <laughs> we want to to with these new songs we want to uh, that world knows that who are El Salvador, or how we, we want to share the the culture through the music. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's definitely something that I want to ask about because obviously um, El Salvador very famously has a lot of problems, political, social, yeah. whatever. And before we go into that, I want, you know, you're talking about how these guys are trying to, like, rescue yeah. sort of that, the culture that it doesn't get lost in, say, a reputation. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, what is what is that that Salvador, Salvadoreño, like, identity that, like, you, you know, you guys want to be showing to the world? Like, what, what yeah. should the world really know about El Salvador? We are a really young nation mm-hmm. and um, we have a poli- um, kind of difficult of political history right but um, I think now uh, it's what it's something that I think that we have to separate the Republic from the nation yeah the nation is a lot of um, ways to see the world and a lot of cultures different cultures in a small piece of field <laughs> and um, but I think um, we are just discovering because we, we we have not all the interior history right if you hear about Salvadorians we are workers we are hard workers and we, yeah and we are for sure yeah. but but why we are like that nobody's asking why nobody's asking why we deny the the African identity between our right. identity Nobody asks why India is a, an offensive word for some people. 
nobody asks why uh, we are the same side of Massachusetts, but we have just one dealer from Toyota in Massachusetts at five. <laughs> so what kind of political system are we living right. for? So that all that question are just growing from the field because after the war we have the opportunity to talk first time we have the opportunity to talk first time we have the opportunity to travel first time we have the opportunity to have the same opportunities that all the privileged people in our country had for maybe 2000 years so that's the reason why now we are here and we are all in these spaces and all the shows that we are invited because we want to talk about who we are, who really, who we really are, and and not define what we are because what I'm telling, because not just because what the people say about us. After have a, a comparison, uh, a way to compare the official history, the Univision history. With the what do you see in the show after this this podcast? Yeah, record. I, mean, I, I hope it's great. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and I think that's a really interesting point that you know El Salvador to say that El Salvador is sort of like going through a, a moment where it's finding its voice and like you know where it's just like how do we want the world to see us? You know, and I think that's really interesting and that really important. And also okay. Sorry, we uh, no, don't worry. And also we also want to that. The people, our own people in El Salvador, have to know that we are made, because we That's don't true. know. We don't know. We all, we all, we, we always are looking for another type of culture to emit. Im, uh, yeah, to like Im, emulate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have to uh, find out that we are made of a lot of culture. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's rad. Well, one thing that we did want to talk about while we were on the show uh, or while we had you guys on the show, of course, is that, um, you know, the music scene that is currently happening in El Salvador, especially in San Salvador, where you guys live, um, is very diverse. And um, there's a lot of stuff going on. I got to I first started talking to Fran about rock music and there's like metal and hardcore and like really intense, progressive post-rock crazy stuff like post hardcore um some really great intense bands yeah. and um Fran shared some of these bands with me and I was like holy crap and I ended up doing a story <laughs> on um the uh the the straight edge hardcore scene and um but then we were just talking just now and of course we know that there's like you know from like having known you a little while longer we know that there's like electronic music and all yeah. kinds of fun stuff going on and you were just telling us about how um a lot of people play in each other's bands and play a lot of different kinds of music because it's kind of a small scene yeah. could you tell us a little bit about like that experience and like you know maybe even how you guys got together and started a band yeah yeah it's yeah i don't know it's something beautiful because uh we share in a small space sometimes it it could be good and sometimes no <laughs> but for the music it's good because you know all the people and you have to you 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 have to to know all all the people in different scenes to do something uh, good and if you um if, if you if you want to be uh, you know the selfish uh it it close a lot of doors yeah i was just thinking about this earlier if you if you want to be like um a jerk and 
not, <laughs> and be disrespectful to people, good luck with that music career. That's all <laughs> it I'm is. saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that's one of the difference uh, it, it, the way that we see in Casa Toma because you know I played in my band doing this, but I had open and I'm a friends open in the in all the people in Casa Tomada, all the music collective who who um, uh, put together rappers and and rockers yeah, and a hip-hop scene yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so okay so we uh, we we have a um, hardcore show so sniff he's a rapper so you're gonna do the stage and I will do the sound and you go to the to the door and 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 um uh, you know take the money for the the for the cover money right and uh we we share in that way and that just make you grow up it's not a, it's not a right way to grow up to, to be together and, and learn from the other people for example i i really admire the metal the metalhead culture because they are so organized and they and they you know i don't know how they can move too many people they have around 30 years working and they was the first like a alternative scene even in the war time they start around 88 and the war ends in 92 okay that's an interesting story wow yeah yeah, so they, what was it like being a musician in wartime? I'm sure you weren't there oh. present, but but what what what's the story? Um, the story is that you have the long hair, the police go and uh, uh, go for you and maybe cut your hair, and you spend two or three days in prison yeah, if you, you don't disappear. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that. So we have I have a lot of respect for right. for the people who started this scene because mm-hmm. they have. They are really brave, you know. It's, they say, "Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna make shows in the national university." And what what? It doesn't matter if you are concentrated to read the Bible in the national university in the eighties. If there is a if in a if in a classroom there is more than three or four students, you're gonna die because you're a communism and you're part of that. I don't know what kind of association. And they come the the um, Escuadrón de la Muerte. Yeah. And then and um, the, the the police to take you and if you if you, if you are on a good day you still alive. Yeah. So the people Shit. who make music in in that in that time these really brave people. You know the, we have the longest metal festival from Latin America. It has twenty eight years. Wow, what's it called? El Salvador Metal Fest. Okay. Holy and it shit. has difficult, right? You know, side, yeah, and wow. Okay, because so, you've told me about that before, but now yeah, I, now I, I know more of a story about <laughs> it. I'm like, okay, wow. Because if it's the longest running metal festival, that means that like they started when it was really, uh, frankly, a bad idea to start a metal. Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that is. sounds about right. Oh well, and just to offer a counterpoint to that, right? So this is during wartime. Yeah. Um, El Salvador currently has a lot of social issues. Again, still with tons of political corruption, gang wars, things like that. What's it like being a musician now in this current environment? Um, I think one of the worst part of being a musician now is that we we take the history that we cannot do more stuff. Right. And we take that, and we take like our history that the government is not supporting us. Uh, do you know? Yeah. And 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 if if all the musicians think in this way, nobody gonna do nothing. Right. But we try to choose different. 
We try to choose, okay, so we don't have money from the government to make a tour, so raise a crowdfunding. And we and we raise we raise money for merchandising. We raise money um, for CDs, for T-shirts, and uh, we are here now. And 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 you know how can we get a visa and all that stuff that you think? Oh, we I I I never go out from from my country to play, or I will never have uh, I will never. Uh, develop a career because I'm in Salvador and the government that and the government this and the culture this and the people this and that's all excuses it's the most difficult stuff in our country that the people is taking that discourse for themselves learning to like open up and like see possibilities yeah that, which is like which weren't there before so it's yeah. hard to realize yeah when know. I when I talk with a young boy who want, who's making hip hop and they tell me, oh, you're going to tour because you have connection. No, I don't. You're going to tour because you do not. Do you want to know how, how it's work? Come work with us. Know the people. The people is open to help you. Right. Yeah. So that's that's one of the most difficult stuff. Um, of of course, in all Latin America, the government, the economy, uh, the borders. Uh, are absolutely ridiculous, and and for sure you have to to fight against that difficult. But the first difficulty is inside your head. You know, the co the Colombian people for me is a great example the, uh, about how we can to think about music, because okay, so you want that I take a banana and dance cumbia, and I I don't like because I'm a rocker, and I and I can make more sophisticated music, so I will show you how we'll mix this. And I will show you how the people out of my country want to hear about this. You know, and, and, and this is not a comment that comes from me. It comes from musicians that I know in Bogota Music Market. And, and, and I know they are, uh, you know, it's like a uh, difficult in a, in a place where you, for example, Salvador, where you are not connected with your culture. when. You're like a young people free shame about sound rhythms and sound sounds and the relations in the relationship between that sounds and rhythms with uh, the hum the humble people, poor people. Yeah, we are oppressed for that kind of um, ese tipo de pensamiento mm -hmm. that makes us feel that oh, the government is doing nothing for me. And I play the same thing that can play Tom Araya, the same thing that can play, uh, and I play guitar awesome, like Joy Satriani, but the government takes me here and not make me do not that crap, right? So see, if you do that, go out and search money, search people, you have internet. These people in, in the world time, they don't have internet. And they and they meet around one thousand people for the first show. How they do that? Right. If you have to be in your house six p.m. because if you're on the street, you will die. You will die. So the sort of hopelessness is um, is sort of maybe being remedied by the scene by being able to f build a community within a scene. Yeah. You can sort of break apart the hopelessness of like everyday life. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of that. Well, cool. Well, let's hear um, some more fresh sounds from El Salvador. We have, we have a next? we have a song by Adrenalina next, which oh. I feel will probably work very well with what we were just talking about. 
Um, the song is called La Maldita. What can yeah. you tell us about this band and the song? Okay, uh, I don't like to use this song because the content. I don't even like the content. <laughs> okay. But I think this was one of the first band that started to use uh, cumbian rock. Okay. And they, the, the generation exactly after post-war okay. that, that make interesting their music. Because we came from, you know, everything is or just cumbia or just rock in the 80s. And after that, in the, the final of the 80s, it's like a whole the, where nobody happens in our country. And after that, and after that uh, Adrenalina Piercing bring this new sonic. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so this song is called La Maldita, and this is Adrenalina. Siempre al 
parte de un anime exuberante. Como se dice punk as fuck? Yeah, that was fucking cool. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. I mean, I was just out here like kind of laughing, kind of headbanging. Like that was just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a resume about how the the people was listening for maybe ten or fourteen years between the war and the and the post war. So this is so this was sort of a result or a product of of that time of just having yeah. to. Wanting to embrace the new, but also like not forget of your roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. That's and they may they mix a lot of stuff in, the, in that. Oh, but the, the world of music was different at that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had Red Hot Chili Peppers doing whatever they want. <laughs> so all the people take the opportunity to mix whatever they want. <laughs> you know, that's kind of a good point. Like, I get in, I'm like, I don't love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but when I think about like what they are, and <laughs> what they were in their time, yeah. I have to give them some respect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's the, you know, you're talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. At what rate did sort of like music from like the outside of El Salvador or culture from outside of the El Salvador start penetrating? It depends the, the, the time. Uh, because after 1992, we didn't have cable. We just had national TV. And um, there is a lot of programs that we, that we, La Cancion de, like, La Cancion de la Semana, Éxitos Musicales. Okay. It's like a billboard charts, you know? And you can see that on TV, and open TV, national TV. But the government was trying to sort of like contain it to like Salvador. Maybe they they too music. stupid that they understand what they are listening. <laughs> and you, you can hear Pink Floyd and whatever you want. And, but, it, it, you know, the repression was more in the popular music, like trauma music. Okay. If you were listening to trauma in your house... Silvio Rodriguez, you were uh, Pablo Milanes, and wow. you have the the, the yeah mm. yeah yeah you oh this is revolutionary yeah. and they kill you and they <laughs> and yeah stop. wait what was revolutionary like trova music what's that um well you said like Silvio Rodriguez, Silvio Rodriguez? it's like the the popular protest music it's sort yeah. of like how fo like what Bob Dylan and Joan Baez were doing yeah. here with folk Bob music Dylan in is like the 60s beautiful example to compare oh, where was that from. From all Latin America, it's like Latin American song. It's oh, the name of the of the What's rhythm. the uh, Victor Hara from Chile? Victor yeah. Hara. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, like I knew about a lot of these individual singers, but I didn't know that there was like one word for that kind of music all over Latin America. Like yeah. I know in Chile it was uh, Nueva Canción. Nueva Canción, right? Mm -hmm. And that, but so, but I didn't know that like it was like a 
a pan Latin movement yes. in that way. The, the, the generic name is Trova Latinoamericana. Mercedes Sosa, is, yeah, would, would she also. be a Trova yeah, singer? Yeah, it's yeah. part of the, the movement, but he has more uh, more need for, for uh, Argentinian folklore. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so folk music used to be dangerous. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> Well, it depends on who you ask and where you're asking. I mean, you're right. No, context is everything. You're absolutely right, Richard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, let's, you know what? Let's make it a little bit lighter. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> you have this great song that I'm super excited about by Freeway called Palpari. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what what's up with the song? So what? Uh, that song's uh, that version is a version f- uh, that is part of a session. The um, uh, we Love El Salvador station. We okay. Love El Salvador was a tour from Freeway in the US too. And uh, they make the session and they make the tour and they play in all East Coast and West Coast. They are one of the the most popular bands in our country. Okay. And when you say Freeway, you say party. And they are my friends, really, really new friends. They, they, they um, uh, teach me a lot, of to- a, a lot of stuff about music, a lot of stuff about tour. I really admire these guys because they they raise a career up f- uh, in music mm-hmm. in a country where it's really difficult. <laughs> they just live to play music, so that's awesome in our country. <laughs> okay. So again, this is Freeway, and the song is called Palpari. Palpari.
This is, I, I mean, this is more like jazz or like... Yeah, uh, this is their jazzy sound. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. It's, just, it's not what I expected. Again, I was expecting more cumbia. And it's just yeah. Like, that's really yeah. rad. I tried to uh, choose a song that could be uh, a bridge between this generation and the next generation. Okay. Because the next song that we're going to hear is uh, El Bar Muerto mm -hmm. from Cartas a Felice. Um, it's an awesome band that they play like swing criollo. Um, you know wow. they had influence like uh, Marcio Perini and the stuff oh okay and, uh -huh. um, and, um, and this song and the next song have something in common um, they talk about the um, um, fiesta okay in San Salvador but in two different times of our history and uh, Palpari is, is a song that talk about the, the modern feeling of the people when you're going to party You know, you don't spend the the data because you have to call your gear and that kind of stuff. Okay. No, it's, a, it's they have a like um they know the they are near of the people always and they know how the young people sing the the, the people of the uh, if we can use a brand like a um, middle class is is struggles you you know to 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 make party to go to right. found friends in um. All the stuff that we have to do before to 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 go party in a neighborhood, in a common neighborhood in our country. And that's awesome from that sounding. It was recorded in a popular place for Agos. In Agos, we we had the major party from from El Salvador. Okay. And um, there is a lot of um, juegos mecánicos. Uh, like a like a fair with like yeah. with, with games. Yeah. And, yeah. and ese lugar es el campo de la feria, the, the fair field. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, well, you said that the the, the two songs, sort of th this this song again, Palpari, and then the next song, Bar Muerto, uh, have in common about um, how they sort of like just talk about party in different times. Yeah. 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 So what what is Palpa uh, what is Bar Muerto sort of describing? So Bar Muerto um, is la. And I'm sorry, who sings Bar Muerto again? Um, Cartas a Felice. Okay. Bar, Bar Muerto um, used like um, the names of some representative places in the center of San Salvador in downtown mm -hmm. uh, to talk about uh, how the political stuff happened in our country and how the our culture is uh, trying to to find a way to to show um, our personalities. <laughs> okay, like like Salvadorians. So it's like a metaphor. I don't know how yeah, to like say. Yeah, like a metaphor. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh, it's awesome because it's in the same. Uh, they are uh, using the same uh, el mismo tema, <laughs> pero hablándolo de formas diferentes. Okay, so this is Cartas a Felice with the song Bar Muerto. Sin embargo, la 
una leyenda que se arrastra entre las lenguas Habla de un bartender muerto que le sirve a los espectros Ilusiones de pasado en cabezas reducidas por budos del río Sapo really into that um i was i was a big stray cats fan when i was in high school yes. um, I was, i'm a raging dork um but so um fran can you tell us a little bit about cartas Feliz? yeah this band is like um bueno it's the most popular uh band for young people in our country for real young, like right now yeah really oh okay. cool yeah. all right they're yeah. big they, yeah, they have a lot of uh, fans, and they... Uh, They're they, the Ariana Grande of uh, El Salvador. <laughs> I think maybe not that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe they wow, are okay. uh, the rocker option for the for that public. But I don't know. They, they are uh, really great musicians, and they mix a lot of generations. The, 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 the guitar player has just 17 years, and a wow. buddy songwriter, uh, my friend Jose, He's the same age like me. He's 33, and um, the drummer is 25, and it's awesome because they they, they shared a, a lot of um, common uh, influence, uh, even when uh, they came from different backgrounds and they are different age. Clearly, different de- generations are going to have very different experiences. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, this is really cool. I'm really happy that uh, you decided to bring a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> there, there are a lot of different kinds of music, and I don't know. Um, there's another one that I'm super excited for you to play. We just <laughs> heard about that. Um, you've got a little bit of metal. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so you were just, you because we know that there's like a big, um, metal is like huge throughout Latin America. It is. And um, so is this one of like the biggest metal bands in, um, in El Salvador? For me, they are. All right. All right. <laughs> for me, they are. And um, it don't, it, it, it don't mean nothing that for me is great, but it's great because a lot of reason. Uh, one, the drummer grew up in the same neighborhood that I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a band together too. Uh, we were playing a death metal band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he's a great guy and he has, a, has an awesome talent. Like El Conejo, también, the singer. He's a really, um, I really admire uh, this band, these guys, like persons and like musicians too. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, they went to back in open air to represent our music. And they opened the show for Iron Maiden in Salvador. Dope. By the way, guys, we're talking about a band called Araña. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So uh, what what makes this band musically awesome? Uh, they, they were the first band in Central America that makes Latin American music with metal. Uh, do you know, they have a, we have a lot of reference from Puerto Rico and uh, Brazil, too. And they are really influenced by Soulfly and... and Sepultura, but okay. maybe in our country is the one band that tried to, okay, we, we're going to try this and it doesn't matter if the people uh, don't like, it doesn't matter if the people say, oh, you're not metal because you're mixing yeah. this or that. <laughs> Richard, we are going to have one episode sometime where we just play Brazilian metal. Oh, Yay. deal. Yeah. Uh, but for the meantime, this is Araña and the song is Luciernagas en el Mozote. Recordaban la matanza 
reviviendo su aflicción con su alma destrozada, reclamando la pasión que en su sangre vio, vio su sangre incinerada, masacrada.
So, you know, I, we were blasting the song and I, I stepped away to like pee. And then, <laughs> but like, I could hear the congas, like, yeah. between the guy just like, just going, yeah. I could hear the congas. And that was really cool. Or like, or whatever the percussion was. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, what else was there? Yeah. Congas and sincerros and bongoes, claves, jam blocks. I mean, is that very common that like, I mean, obviously this is a reference to sort of like the African heritage or the Garifuna yeah. ref, uh, heritage uh, of the region. But is this very common like in uh, in these genres? Like would, would like a punk band do something like that or? No, no, it's not common. But some metal bands do it. Like we were talking about Sepultura before and their right. album Roots, Bloody Roots was very famous for like bringing in like uh, Afro-Latin references and things like that. And it was yeah. considered innovative, but other bands did it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, in our country, it's not a it's not a rule. <laughs> right. All the people, you know, I, I, we just um, three years, three days ago, we had a um, Central American battle to Wacken yeah. open air. Okay. Because every from five years ago, uh, we we had that battle in Central America, and we cho- we choose the the band that represents Central America in in, in Wacken. And you know the the band who goes from Salvador is a awesome death metal band, best musician in our countries, better musicians than 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 Aranya maybe. Okay. But you know the music that I doing, you know we can find another band like that in all Europe. Right. This is one of this is one of the difference. Mm. Why do you have to spend five tickets to? To, to bring a band who plays the same that the people is playing in our country. Well, <laughs> it a should be a, a one, one way to understand, you know, the, yeah. why, why it, in this, this band, who's really awesome, don't, don't, don't enjoy the back end in Aranya Diaz. I mean, a lot of times it's a matter of like, you know, you sound the most like us, so you're the best of whatever. Well, and I don't be. necessarily agree with with that mentality, but it's just like, well, we set the bar, and this is the band that's closest to it. Um, I mean, I, I find that to be sort of like an exercise in, like, it's kind of masturbatory. Like, it's very, like, we're the best. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but... I mean, I, again, like, I just, I think it's cool. Like, you're, you're mentioning, like, it was a Central American band was where, um, a battle, I mean, um, where, what kind of competition or is it a festival or how, how does, a, like, this happen? There is a festival in each country. Okay. And after that, the winner from each country go to the Central American battle. Where is the Central American battle? Uh, like every in, year is in a different country. Oh, okay. This year was in Guatemala and the winner was from Belize. Wow, yeah. stop. Again, I really recommend the band who wins. Okay. And um, I don't What know. are they called? I don't remember the number. <laughs> but you can... Uh, Did you go see it? Did you go to the festival? Yeah, they, they go into... A metal fest in Belize because... <coughs> no, it was in fuck. Guatemala. Well, no, but like... Oh, the, the, oh yeah, it was in Guatemala, Guatemala, but the yeah. winner was from Belize. Yeah. Either way, fuck, that's cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, for metal, for us, it's like a... Like I as I, as I say before, is you know the best is seen, the most uh, like developed. Yeah, they they have a lot of fans in Guatemala, in all Central America. Okay, but no, yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to do the story on um, straight edge hardcore in El Salvador because yeah. like that is the the reputation that like. Um, hardcore metal punk in Central America does not mess around. Yeah, yeah, but because it's it's an answer. I just watching the that documentary from the Ramones. Mm-hmm. The and uh, there is a part when we went to Chile, 
uh, when they were nothing in in United States. The Ramones? The Ramones were anybody before any... So there's a part in the Ramones documentary where they go to Chile before, like, anyone knew who the Ramones were. No, they they went to to Chile to play. Right. And, um... Somebody asked to to the Ramones why they seen they have a lot of fans in South America, and one of them say that they have a lot of fans because uh, they have the 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 young people in Chile has the same desperate that we ha- that they had when they were young in the United States. So I think it's the is that's the reason why the that kind of scene that kind of music grew out right. too much in our country because it made it it reforced your identity. Uh, the sense of group, the sense of community, right. and um, let you make a safe space for you and for your friends, for sure. Well, when Beverly told me that she was working on that on that piece about hardcore and metal and things like that, well, hardcore specifically, but um, you know, it kind of at first I was very shocked because it's not sort of what I identify with, even just general like Latin identity. Like obviously, I know that these scenes exist in in all countries, yeah. But it's just like it's not something that like I would immediately have thought about oh, for sure. and then thinking about sort of like the hardships that you know El Salvador and really Central America uh, specifically goes through uh, in terms of violence and just unsafety and things like that um, it kind of makes sense that these genres would be very well suited to sort of like I mean punk and hardcore and even metal sort of like come from a place of pain and, yeah. and of despair so like it, I know more than any of those actually. Yeah, and so like I totally. Metal is all about pain. Yeah, <laughs> and I totally understand. Then like it, I was thinking about that. I was like, of course it would make sense that these would be good sort of mediums for for these emotions. Yeah, for sure, mm. it is. Um, okay, um, well we have a song by Los Tachos next. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are they? What what's what's El Tren? Um, the, Los Tachos was the first. Band in Central America who develop a like a um, reggae root style, oh. but uh, they um, change part of the, the their music and um, they are experimenting other kind of uh, music, and um, I choose this song and 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 this band because um, Aldo and the percussionist and um, Pitu, the keyboard, uh, they 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 make um, primal pulse. They play in primal pulse too. Okay. And uh, we can like uh, compare how the backgrounds and and listen how they can um, make another kind of music softly but um, with good taste. <clears throat> awesome. I really love that band. Okay, so again, uh, this is Los Tachos, and the song is El Tren. Cerró. Y fue 
más fuertes Correr el horizonte Viaje sin rencor Sí Un té con la arrogancia Maldita pasajera en nuestro vagón Un ticket de salida Sellado en una esquina Con desilusión Y fue Is by a band called Voltar. Yeah, Voltar um, yeah. band is an awesome band from our country. They played kind of something like post rock, okay. instrumental rock, and um, the 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 guy who made the music is a genius for me. <laughs> okay, so, uh, a really good friend, Diego, and uh, all the band are really nice people, really good friends, and they they had yeah they have two. Two materials: the first Black Mamba, and the second Ben El Mundo Arder. Okay. And uh, the show, the live show, is awesome. It's really awesome. How uh, large is the band? Three years. Three okay. Years. Yeah. Uh, but no, but how many guys? Oh, they are five. Oh, okay. Oh God. So it's like it's a lot about like you know sounds <laughs> and textures and. Yeah, okay. yeah. They are three guitars. Just disappearing and it being like weird and cosmic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So the song is called Durango, and this is Voltar. Voltar 
as men who've ever lived. See all this potential. This is one. God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. The middle children of history, man. The purpose of place. Reaching the end of our show, uh, I just want to remind everybody that uh, we are on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, all at Songmess. You can listen to the episode on iTunes. Right, right. We are right. on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. We are Songmess Music. Right. Everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and of course, a huge shout out, a huge thank you to our guests, oh. Fran Maravilla, Rebecca, <laughs> uh, Manula Dance Club. <laughs> Um, as well as Mago Baru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Uh, what can you tell us about Mago Baru, Rebecca? Well, Mago Baru is a project that burns in the streets of San Salvador. And also, is uh, like every project, or the most of the projects in El Salvador, talk about our reality and what happened in El Salvador and political stuff. Right. Government and everything. Um, the person that created that band is Juan Carlos Osegueda and it is based in a personal and in actually is a guy who exists in El Salvador. It was an old man that was a um, uh, um, homeless man mm-hmm. and he died a few years ago, but he was rich. He had money and he come to U.S. to study magician. Ma- to magic? be a magic, yeah, you're magic. To be a magician, <laughs> really? Yeah. Then, then after that, he go back to El Salvador and and he start to make uh, in the street, um, playing with the kids and magic, making magic. And he read a lot about the the history of El Salvador and stuff. And when he he got a lot of drugs, he empezó a consumir muchas drogas, yeah. and then he make a little bit crazy, but he, in his craziness, he he talked about reality and how came the, the El Salvador go, goes better, and empezó como con muchas cosas de, de, de la realidad, de lo que estamos sufriendo. Entonces, right. he, for us, is an idol of, 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 
of that um, urban. Uh, kind of like a like a folk uh, hero. Yeah, of sorts. yeah, something like that. Because in El Salvador was every in siempre always had has been a little bit with trouble, and he was in his ma in his mo, uh, world and sharing a lot of stuff. Okay. So El Cho uh, de la Enfermedad talks about a little bit of of that. Who is a show in El Salvador? Polit political show and and that <laughs> so it's kind of it's you know the song is addressing sort of like the politics yeah and, yeah you know okay yeah. awesome well thank you so much thank you, you guys. guys thank you for inviting <laughs> us <laughs> this has been a crazy show i'm so so excited i mean i feel mm -hmm. like we're all walking out of here feeling like we learned a lot today oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> Um, okay, so we're gonna sign out. This is Mago Baru with El Show de la Enfermedad. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye, Bev. Bye, Salvador.
escenarios llenos de defecación Y todo tipo de contaminación Aberración y un caos descomunal Siempre gobierna un Por tanto sufrimiento Esto es el show de la enfermedad 